This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Thanks for joining us for our latest Prospect Podcast. Today, you'll learn more about one of the brighter talents in the Rays system in shortstop Carlos Colmenares. The 18-year-old signed with the Rays a year ago and should spend this season in the United States. He had a hemate injury last year, and as you'll hear in our conversation with Carlos and translator Jairo De La Rosa, Carlos is now at full strength and looking forward to a successful 2022. You'll see that Carlos Colmenares also has a tremendous personality and we'll chat with field coordinator Alejandro Freire, who will discuss what to expect from Colmenares this season. Plus, with the Rays having some new coordinators in this system, we'll chat with Kyle Wilson, who went from Durham's hitting coach to hitting coordinator in Tampa Bay's organization. First, we chat with Carlos Colmenares, and we begin with how he got started playing baseball. Sí, la verdad, a mí me gustó el béisbol. Desde pequeño, desde los cuatro años, eh, la razón por la cual yo juego béisbol es por mi hermano, porque fue la primera persona que yo vi jugar béisbol y fue como mi inspiración, mi motivación para, para yo jugar béisbol y pues siempre de pequeño sentí ese amor por, por el deporte. Yes, yes, uh, I really love baseball. Since I was a little kid, I, for, I was four years old when I started playing baseball. And, and, and I started playing baseball because of my brother. My brother has been my inspiration uh, to have this uh, much love for the game. So he was the one who encouraged me to get on the field and start playing baseball. So how was he in your inspiration? Como uh, tu hermano es tu ins- inspira? Eh, pues la verdad, por como él sentía el mismo amor hacia el béisbol que yo y yo pude sentir cómo él me transmitía esa pasión por el juego hacia mí y pues la verdad desde, desde que yo sentí esa como esa buena vibra por primera vez yo vi de una vez que era mi inspiración by watching the way he was playing the love he had for the game inspired me to just be like him you know and uh, that 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 vibra he had for for the game you know inspired me to uh, to do the same he was doing, play the game with the same love, and, and that uh, it motivated me to fall in love with the game. And, and tell me about when you signed to play with the Rays. Dime sobre cuando firmaste para jugar baseball con los Rays. Yo firmé el año 2020, enero 15. Ya desde ese momento me volví un Rays oficialmente. I signed with the Rays uh, January 15, 2021. Uh, from that moment, I became a Tampa Bay Ray. And why were the Rays the organization that you chose? ¿Por qué los Rays fueron la organización que elegiste? Pues, la verdad, este, por la forma en como, como me trataron. Creo que desde un principio, de la primera vez que yo asistía al complejo de los Rays en Dominicana, eh, fueron muy, muy buenos conmigo. Me trataron de una buena manera, fueron muy gentiles, me orientaron muy bien y pues la verdad sentí ese buen trato hacia mi persona y claro, cuando uno es nuevo, uno siempre quiere tener a alguien que los oriente y eso fue lo que hizo Tampa conmigo. 
being new and wanting to have a good orientation, a good guidance, uh, that's what I saw when I went to the academy for the first time. You know, uh, Tampa Bay gave me guidance. Uh, I saw that they care about me, and they made me just fall in love with the organization. So uh, with that said, uh, that was the reason I wanted to sign with them because I knew that they were different. So it sounded like you trusted them. Why did you trust them? ¿Por qué confiaste en los tres? La verdad, porque por eso mismo, como, como ellos me trataron y porque ellos siempre me brindaron la confianza de yo expresarme con ellos al 100%. Ellos siempre me brindaron su apoyo. Siempre me dijeron que iban a estar para mí en cualquier cosa que yo necesitara, sea personal, sea algo deportivo. Y pues eso, la verdad, me abrió las puertas a yo querer o a obtener esa confianza con ellos. The trust, the trust came when the, they 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 uh, gave me the confidence, you know, to believe in them. Uh, the first thing they told me was that anything you need, whether it's uh, gear to practice the game or anything personal, uh, we're here for you. Uh, the fact that they told me that it motivated me to believe that they really care and had the best interest for my career. And you could have been able to receive more money with. Other teams, uh, ¿podrías haber recibido más dinero que otros equipos? ¿Por qué era eso menos importante? Eh, la verdad, sí hubieron otras oportunidades de estar con otros equipos por mucho más dinero. Eh, pero fue por eso mismo, por, por el trato que tuvieron los Reyes conmigo, eh, la forma en cómo ellos me trataban. Eh, yo dije, no, yo otro, cualquier otro equipo... Pudiendo haber sido mejor o por más dinero, yo dije, no, yo voy a estar con Tampa porque es el equipo con el que yo me siento cómodo. Yeah, and, and again, I have to tell you, there were many opportunities. I could have gone some, was with somebody else. But you know what? The way Tampa Bay treated me, you know, uh, they set the difference. And that's why I thought to myself and, and, and said, you know what? Uh, maybe a better opportunity, opportunity, who knows? But the way Tampa Bay treats me, that's, that's, that's what I want to. This, here's what I want to be. So how would you, you now have had one year in the organization. How would you describe your first year in this organization? ¿Cómo describiría su primer año en esta organización? La verdad, como una experiencia nueva, fue mi primer año como profesional, eh, fue un año de mucho aprendizaje, muchas cosas nuevas. Eh, en ciertas ocasiones me sentí nervioso, eh, tuve ciertos altos y bajos, como cualquier pelotero profesional, pero la verdad fue algo muy bonito, algo muy bonito porque es algo que yo siempre quise desde pequeño, es como un sueño hecho realidad, y bueno, o sea, es algo que, que no hay forma de, de, de explicarlo. I would like to have a way to explain this. But uh, like any professional baseball players, there were going to be ups and downs. But uh, something special was that I, it was a big, big learning process for me and beautiful process too because even when I was a kid, I wanted to go through that experience and having the opportunity to play a professional with the Tampa Bay Rays was a dream come through for me. So what did you learn last year? ¿Qué aprendiste el año pasado? Aprendí a cómo ser profesional. Aprendí nuevas reglas que nunca había visto antes. Eh, aprendí cómo usar un uniforme profesional. Aprendí a, a darme a entender que luego de los Tampa Bay Rays me tiene que pesar, que me tiene que doler, que siempre eh, debo de defender mi, mi logo, debo de defender mi, mi apellido y debo de, de defender el orgullo de mi familia. Um, I learned that uh, Tampa Bay is a great organization. They taught me how to represent my family. They represent their organization. And, and this is about pride. This is about pride. They taught me how to be professional. 
and and that was a great experience for me being professional and and learning how to represent my family my my country you know my last name that was a dream come true for me also you were injured last year so what was the injury and how do you feel now uh, también te lesionaste el año pasado cuál uh, fue la lesión y cómo te sientes ahora eh, sí, yo tuve una lesión el cual me sacó casi dos meses de, 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 de la liga, casi empezando la liga. Eh, me sentí un poco triste, me sentí un poco triste porque la verdad eh, en ese momento yo estaba teniendo una buena racha, me estaba yendo excelente todos los días. Pero yo dije que las cosas siempre pasan por algo, Dios tiene el control de todo. Eh, y nada, lo importante era lo que venía. Yo iba a tratar de ponerme, recuperarme al 100% para demostrarle quién soy yo. I just uh, felt sad because I was uh, away from the field for two months. And uh, I knew that God had everything under control. And, and I was uh, prepared for what was coming next because I knew I was going to recover and get back on the field. And I kept that attitude. And I knew that I was going to be back on the field doing what I love. And now this year will be your first full year. In the United States, how do you feel about that? Este año será su primer año completo en los Estados Unidos. ¿Cómo te sientes sobre esto? La verdad me siento muy contento, muy feliz, este, sobre todo porque en este momento tengo salud. Estoy bien al 100%. Entonces eso me da la confianza que a lo mejor no pude tener el año pasado de que me siento bien físicamente y mentalmente para jugar cualquier liga larga o donde sea que yo caiga. Y nada, mete mano. I'm, I'm really, really happy this year because uh, the main thing is that I'm 100%. I'm healthy. You know, I'm prepared. Uh, no matter where I go, uh, what uh, Philly I have to go play uh, to, I'm, I'm 100% and, and I'm ready to go. And what do you think will be more difficult? The baseball, the culture, being away from your family? ¿Qué crees que será más difícil? El baseball, la cultura, estar lejos de tu familia. Eh... Yo diría que todas tienen sus dificultades, pero yo soy una persona que me acostumbro mucho a, a, la a los diferentes retos que me, me dé la vida. Y yo soy una persona que tengo buena mentalidad, tengo buena preparación mental y sea el reto que venga, yo voy a estar dispuesto a aceptarlo y a superarlo. Sea la cultura, yo me adapto a la cultura, eh, estar lejos de mi familia es algo que no es fácil, pero es algo que lo he vivido anteriormente y puedo decir que tengo la fuerza necesaria para poder eh, superar eso. A lot of those will present challenges, uh, uh, being away from the family, culture, everything. But at the same time, I've, I have experienced all of that in the past. So what I'm going to do is what I've done before. I'm going to adjust to that and make sure that I take the best of the opportunity. Is there a favorite meal that you, from your family that you're going to miss? Uh, ¿Cuál es tu comida favorita que hace tu familia? ¿Y uh, estás uh, aprendido a hacer esto? <risa> eh, la comida favorita es la que hace mi mamá la que hace mi mamá en la casa ella siempre eh, por la ausencia que yo tengo porque estoy más tiempo fuera de, de mi casa que lo que, estoy, que, lo que dura en mi casa eh, yo siempre llego ella me dice ¿qué quieres que te haga? y nada, mi comida típica de mi país esa es la comida que siempre me gusta que ella me haga eh, la arepa, la cachapa, las empanadas yo siempre digo mamá, yo quiero empanadas, dame empanadas um, um, he's laughing because he knows, like, there's nothing, like we say here, uh, there is no place like home, you know. And uh, he said that uh, his favorite meal is whatever his mom puts together for him. 
uh, could be arepas, could be cachapas, you know, empanadas. Uh, as soon as I, as, uh, I get home, the first thing I tell my mom is, hey, put together some empanadas, mom. You know, so I'm really, I really enjoy them. Bueno, bueno. Uh, you play shortstop. What makes a good shortstop? Juegas al campo corto. Lo que hace un buen campo corto? Eh, yo diría que lo que hace un buen campo corto eh, en el shortstop es un buen liderazgo eh, en, el, en, el, en el infil entero. Eh, yo siento que eh, es una posición difícil, es una posición que no cualquier atleta tiene la, la habilidad de jugarla, pero mi clave siempre es esa, ser un buen líder y demostrarle siempre a mi equipo que yo puedo ser un, un buen dominante de esa posición. First of all, you have to be a good leader. To play in that position and be able to uh, control that through the whole infield, you have to be a good leader. It's a really tough position, but if you are, if you are a good leader, you'll be you'll be able to handle it with no problem. Did you always want to play that position? Siempre quisiste jugar esa posición? Eh, no, la verdad, yo antes era catcher. Yo antes era catcher. La verdad, yo yo jugaba todas las posiciones. Me ponían poner en el outfield, yo jugaba. Me ponían poner primero, yo jugaba. Me ponían pichar, yo pichaba. Pero eh, luego me cambiaron de catcher a shortstop. Mayormente es al revés. Cambian a los shortstop a, a catcher. Eh, y eh, de tanto trabajo que tuve, pude desenvolverme naturalmente en esta posición. Y bueno, de ahí en adelante fui shortstop. You know what? I was a catcher first. Uh, and then the, I became a shortstop. Uh, you know it's the opposite. Uh, it's from shortstop. Uh, to, uh, to catcher and no, and not to, from catcher to shortstop. Uh, growing up, I played all different positions: catcher, pitcher, you know, you name it. I played all of them. But um, I was able uh, to adjust, uh, and uh, you know, they put me back on shortstop, and and I learned how to play the position. And until today, I'm here playing shortstop. And what are your strengths, and how do you want to improve this year? ¿Cuáles son tus puntos fuertes y cómo quieres mejorar este año? Eh, yo siento que mi punto fuerte es la confianza, la confianza que yo tengo de mis habilidades, el saber que yo puedo desenvolverme en cualquier situación de aprietos en un juego, es como mi, mi mayor fortaleza porque eso me ayuda a demostrar que yo sí sirvo para las situaciones apretadas. My biggest strength is uh, my trust. I trust my abilities and uh, the confidence I, I get uh, and I have and the abilities that, that, that I do have uh, are the things that keep me, you know, uh, pushing forward and doing my best uh, with every opportunity that I have. And as a hitter or defensively, como bateador or defensivamente? In ambas situaciones, in ambas. La confianza que yo tengo con mi bate, la confianza que yo tengo con mi guante, con mi brazo, con mis piernas, todo. Esa confianza que yo siento en mí es con cualquier herramienta que yo pueda necesitar. With any of the tools that I have, whether it's hitting, fielding, you know, throwing, running, uh, physical, I know that, uh, that I have the abilities and that gives me the trust, uh, you know, to do anything I want in this game. And when you are not playing baseball, what do you like to do? Cuando no juegas baseball, ¿qué te, te, uh, te gusta hacer? Estar con mi familia. Yo creo que fuera de vivir con mi familia es lo más importante. Y más porque tuve un proceso donde no pude disfrutar el, el estar con ellos. Um, y siempre que yo puedo estar con mi familia, estoy con ellos. Eh, vamos de vacaciones, para Punta Cana, para donde sea, y yo voy con ellos. Eh, también tengo ciertas amistades que las valoro mucho, que estuvieron conmigo en el proceso eh, y que me demostraron lealtad, entonces esa misma lealtad yo se la demuestro a ellos y ese vendría siendo como mi hobby, 
de cuando yo estoy de vacaciones. Spend time with my family. That's my biggest uh, thing. You know, family first uh, person. Um, I, I was in the situation in which I, I couldn't, couldn't spend time with the family because I have to be away from them pursuing the dream of playing baseball. So uh, whenever I get the opportunity, you know, they, they tell me, let's go to Punta Cana, I go to Punta Cana. Anywhere they tell me to go, I you always like to be with my family. I also have some friends, some really close friends that were with me through the pr process. Uh, I also enjoy being with them. And to me, that's uh, one thing uh, that is really important. Spend time with the family and with those that you love. Well, thank you so much for the time. Best of luck this year. Gracias por el tiempo y buena suerte este año. No, gracias, gracias. Gracias a usted por, por la oportunidad. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Really fun discussion with Carlos Colmenares and the assistance of Jairo de la Rosa is greatly appreciated. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I also chatted with field coordinator Alejandro Freire about Carlos and what makes him special. Well, Neil, he's a, he's a kid that uh, he got a really high baseball IQ. Uh, he's a kid that uh, is willing to learn. Uh, he's a humble kid with uh, the talent that he has. So always ask him for more, ask him for the why, ask him, sometimes he's more, I mean, asking for things that uh, are not taking place at the moment, but he's kind of ahead of the group. And uh, sometimes you gotta, gotta push the brakes on him sometimes, you know, being that young and, and wanted to know more, wanted to do more. So sometimes uh, uh, we need to put the brakes on him once in a while, which is, which I love from kids of that age. I'd rather push the brake on them than, then, then try to push him to do things. What have you learned about him in the short time he's been in the organization? Because last year he had a handmade injury, and sometimes you learn more about a player when he's got to deal with injury for the first time in his life. No doubt. I mean, he's a kid that uh, he has limited at-bats due to the injury, a couple of years that he has during the season. So uh, it, it took that time. Like I said, it's a really uh, – it's a good teammate. A kid that is always uh, pulling for the teammates, uh, always asking, like I said before, for more. Uh, he's in the bench. He's a cheerleader. He's the kind of a guy that you want to have in your team. And so, what I, what I learned about him uh, this year is a, is a kid that uh, uh, is willing to do, is willing to push the envelope, and is willing to do more than to be to be to reach out his best as a player. There's a lot of young players who may never face adversity their first few years in the minors. Is it maybe a good thing that he's had to deal with it that early just so he knows that it's not always going to be an easy path? No doubt. And uh, usually these kids that always uh, uh, are uh, high, like let's call them a high round picks or Latin America uh, pool, those are the kids that are the best of their class and the best for their academies when they're with uh, agents. So having Carlos uh, facing adversity and facing guys that uh, are playing at the same level that he is, uh, and I'm talking about uh, tool-wise and performing, and he's not doing it the, right away, 
that's a that's probably a good thing to to mature uh, early and, and try to uh, try to feel that they everybody is equal uh, when they play, and, and it's a growing process that everybody has to understand. Tell me from your standpoint. You know, you mentioned being a top pick, um, and and that's essentially what he is at, at that stage. How has he handled that aspect of it? Because it is a little bit different the attention that you get. Um, from from being one of the top players in a in a international signing class, no doubt. And uh, and like we always said, and that's why this organization is the best. Is uh, is no second class citizen here in in Tampa Bay. So uh, he kind of felt that uh, obviously being a top pick, a, a, a guy that we we giving a significant amount of money, uh, felt that he was uh, gonna be treated treated different. And I wasn't the case. And uh, I treat we we always treat the guys. Uh, even if we sign him for a thousand dollars or or ten million dollars, they're Tampa Bay Rays, and they all they all gonna be the same. And that's why we are unique because we we always uh, uh, preach that, and not only with players, uh, with the staff also. And uh, and you can see all the way from the big list to to the to the DSL, we're all the same, and that's why we have uh, the success that we have through the years. So let's touch on some of his skills as a baseball player. What are his strongest skills at this young age? And obviously, it's a, it's a shortstop that you can – caught your eye right away when you see him catching ground balls. He's a, he's a flashy uh, shortstop that, with a, a plenty of range and an average – above average arm that he's developing. His arm is going to be a plus arm as he gets stronger and as he uh, grows in the uh, – over the years, but he's a guy that obviously defensively is kind of a uh, he. He will make uh, outstanding plays. He will make the routine plays. That's why he makes him unique. Uh, from I mean, he's an average runner from the left side, and uh, he's a guy that uh, in the future is going to be a, a gap to gap hitter with uh, developing some power uh, from the left side. Is the defense the stronger skill set right now, or is it on the offensive side? I will say the defense will be his strongest suit right now. And he's a guy that, like I said, with plenty of range and a guy that uh, uh, is going to make strides uh, in offense, but definitely his defense is the one of uh, will carry him uh, through our system. What would be a successful first year for him? Would it be, and I guess when I say that, I guess in the United States, what? how would you characterize what would be a good year because there is a lot to adjust to, right? Especially for a young player who's not from here. No doubt. I mean, first and the foremost is to be healthy. I mean, healthy is a big. I mean, it's a big thing that we always look for a player to be healthy, and uh, uh, taking his at bats, learning through the through the year, and have him uh, having a successful year in the complex, and, and obviously adapting to the culture, adapting to the daily struggles. And adapting to a league that, that that obviously is not easy when you come here for that long period of time, getting out of the academy, and come here to the complex and play and, and finally face some, uh, like we said, we experienced it last year, we faced some good college kids that at the end of the year, they were drafted, they were sent here. So it's a lot of difference uh, when you play in the complex than you play in the academy. How difficult is the cultural adjustment? Um, to being in the United States really for the first extended period of time that he's going to have? 
Well, I can talk about myself. I mean, I came here when I was uh, uh, 17 years old out of Venezuela with no English at all. Uh, had to use a translator. I had to follow the guy that was in front of me in the group. So uh, I was I was making sure I was in the right place. So uh, obviously, a culture is a significant adjustment. We're doing we got a, a tremendous amount of uh, of people uh, in charge of the, the culture group, making sure that we do our best to give our kids the best opportunity when they come here. Culture and wise and uh, teaching uh, them how to be in, in in this country, how to follow the rules, how to uh, how to adapt to our uh, I mean our culture here in the states. And obviously, we do something every year that is going bigger and bigger. Uh, it's called the Latin Camp. That is a is a it's a week that we the week that we send the prospects here, um, teaching how to do how to be around uh, the American culture, how to be around coaches, how to go to the bank, how to how to how to do little things that is gonna make your life easier when you come here and play. Not don't have to worry about uh, things that 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 not on your it's not your responsibilities. You know, is a is a thing that you're gonna do. You don't have to do to live here. So it's a it's a week that obviously. Uh, bring the prospects prospect that I'm willing to that we think they're going to play here for the next year. How different and how much better is it the way players are now acclimated from either from any of the Caribbean countries to where it was when you were playing? How much better is it now? <laughs> it's night and day, and we uh, we as an organization, like I said, we do a tremendous job. Uh, we got a big a big group behind the scenes, making sure these guys get get everything they need for uh, when they're outside the baseball field and only worry about just playing baseball and worry about the things that being comfortable uh, on, a, on a baseball field. Yeah, it's, like I said, it's, a, it's night and day. Um, when I came here in 1994, now through this day, and now I'm feeling old saying this, uh, 1994 was my first day, my first year here in the States after uh, a couple of seasons in Venezuela and Dominican Republic. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I cannot be uh, prouder of uh, of the group behind the scenes that that carry these kids, and they don't know, they don't even know how how valuable this is for them to have those people behind them. And, and yes, you know, all they have to do is worry about playing baseball. And from that aspect, where do you want to see Carlos grow the most this year? Where do you want to see the most improvement? Well, I mean, we always uh. We're always looking for for good hitters, like we always do. I mean, obviously being healthy, uh, start to knowing his body as a young kid, uh, start to to make strikes on a on a on a strength condition side, and building that body and and getting stronger. So that way we can we can have a Carlos, like offensive Carlos, and and obviously the defense is gonna take care of themselves. But obviously now these days, you know, the offense is a big part. Of uh, in base, what I'm, and I'm pretty sure he's gonna become a good hitter. So uh, they're personally, and and I think our our, our goals as an organization is have him growing as a uh, offense has to be a step up a little bit uh, through the year. And overall, how high is his ceiling? How good a player can he be? Obviously, when you you make someone that you know big a, a bonus player, there's a lot of expectation. No doubt. I mean, it's always tough when you sign players that young. Uh, I know our scouts do a great job identifying those kids. And we have, I think we got, we got the best right now 
for those kids that we sign in Latin America. So uh, I'm seeing Carlos being an average uh, short, everyday shortstop from from every, any team in the big leagues, hopefully for us. Well, hopefully a lot of success for him this year and certainly going forward. Alejandro, we appreciate some time to talk about Carlos. Um, no doubt, Neil, anytime. And, um, and we, like I said, we, we, we're one of a kind. Our organization is uh, is pretty good. Like like I said, when we started this conversation, there's no second class citizens here. So we all we all gonna do our best to get the to get all the abilities that Carlos has under his belt to become a, a big leaguer with us. That's field coordinator Alejandro Freire with great perspective on Carlos Colmenares. Kyle Wilson will be keeping tabs on Carlos since Kyle is now the hitting coordinator after working last year in AAA Durham. And I asked Kyle what the promotion meant. I mean, it's, it's especially in this organization, it's, it's awesome. And I'm truly grateful, especially with the talent that we have. Um, you know, it was, it was eye-opening last week and we, we had a couple mini camps and we brought in a lot of our prospects and some guys that had been to Instructs in the fall. And just to, to see the talent that we have, you know, top to bottom is, is unbelievable. Um, and, and for me, you know, I really haven't had the opportunity to be around a lot of the minor league guys because of, because of COVID and what we've dealt with since I've been over here in this organization. So it was eye-opening to see the talent that we have at, at the lower levels that are, that are coming up. So I'm grateful and blessed to, to be a part of this organization and um, excited for this coming year. For our fans who may not know, um, give us a feel for your journey, because while you've been a short time in the race organization, there have been many steps along the way. Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, my, my journey in coaching started with starting a baseball academy in North Carolina called the Performance Academy. I'm actually sitting there right now. And we've got a bunch of little kids training out in, on the turf, and it's pretty cool. So I did that for, I don't know, seven, eight years, started that. We, we created a bunch of teams and, you know, have a kind of a multifaceted facility in terms of, you know, their, their development as young men, which has been really cool. And that gave me the opportunity to jump into professional baseball with the Seattle Mariners. In 2019, I was with their AA affiliate, in Arkansas. And shortly after that season, I got a chance to, to jump on board here with, with Tampa and live at home working for uh, the Rays AAA affiliate in Durham. So it's been, it's been a pretty cool journey. I've only been, what, three, four years in professional baseball, but uh, been, been coaching for about 10. What led you to get bit by the, the baseball bug, so to speak? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I, I grew up um, playing. My, my cousin was a, a professional baseball player, so I saw his kind of journey through the professional ranks. Um, then I played uh, collegiate baseball, was drafted a couple times, uh, lastly by the San Francisco Giants in 2010. So I got a little taste of professional baseball right there. And unfortunately, my career was cut short due to, due to some injuries. So I knew that I wanted to stay in the game and, at some capacity. And uh, coaching gave me a, an opportunity to do so. And then what I found was, you know, coaching was so, so rewarding, way more than, than playing, really, because you get to help others you know seek out their dreams and uh, when you see when you see players achieve things through some of the struggles and the adversity that they go through it is so rewarding obviously last year you got to see guys directly not only uh, get promoted to the big leagues for the first time but also contribute at the major league level but give us a feel for what you think makes a good hitting coach overall yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of components that go into that, right? Uh, I feel like you have to be a mental skills coach, or at least you know have a, a, you know be adverse in that that type of language. Uh, the day in and day out grind that some of these players go through. There's so many elements that that go into you know a player being able to perform 
effectively throughout the year. The, the ups and downs that they have just in a, in a failure sport, um, a failure skill is hard. And then there's just so many different outside components that go into it. So I think you have to have patience. I think you have to be able to build relationship with players. That's, that's the foundation is, is on trust. And that takes some time, especially with the players at the, you know, more towards the upper levels, right? So patience, trust, uh, you have to have some, some mental skills. You have to have empathy. You have to kind of understand where, where they're at and where they've come from and where they're at, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, all that stuff. So, and I think today's hitting coach too has to be adverse in, you know, a lot of the movement uh, from a strength and conditioning side. Uh, they have to be adverse in the, the analytics side and be able to kind of put all of these departments and avenues together to come up with, you know, a development plan for a specific player. What are the things that will be different, though, let's say in a hitting coach role versus a coordinator where you've got to oversee uh, guys at every level? Yeah, I guess we're going to find out here soon. Um, but no, for me, it's, it's you know, you, you jump into a role where you're, you're still coaching players, but more importantly, you're coaching coaches and you're trying to implement a overall system in terms of what the Rays do or what any organization specifically does from the hitting side. So it'll be a little bit different. Um, I'm going to be learning, you know, you, you know what you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. Um, but, you know, I think it's still going to be fun because you still get the touching points in the dugout throughout the season. Uh, you still get to be around the players, but now instead of just one affiliate for 142 or however many games we're going to be able to play this year, um, you only see them for, you know, three, four, five games at a time. And then you go to the, to the next, you know, next affiliate. So there has been also a lot of changeover in the organization. Greg Brown ended up going to the Cubs. Dan DeMent's now helping the big league club. You moved up, which means there's, I think, four, three new um, hitting coaches with the full season affiliates that hadn't been in the organization before. So what are, let's say, some major philosophies that the Rays um, employ in terms of working overall with hitters? Because I probably have a good idea as to what, let's say, pitchers, strike one's really important. The swing and miss stuff is really important. Development of the changeup. What are like overall philosophies for hitters in the race organization that are important? Yeah. And, and not to mention um, Brady North also is up in the big league. So there's another guy that, that we had to replace who was a phenomenal, you know, on-field coach. And he's going to, all these guys are going to have a lot of success this year. Um, the leadership that we've had in the last couple of years has been, been pretty awesome to be a part of. Um, but, you know, I, I think when it comes to our hitting philosophy, it's, it's really making the complex as, as simple as possible for the players. Uh, we need to be able to make things as elementary as possible so they can understand and be able to execute on a, on a daily basis. And that comes down to, you know, swing decisions, understanding what each of the players' strengths and weaknesses are, um, spending more time probably on their strengths and just trying to, to slowly improve upon their weaknesses. Uh, when it comes to the way the game is built, you know, run production is, is huge, you know, so how, how can we produce as many runs as possible, especially with the, the pitching side, how, you know, just top to bottom, we are loaded in that area. We don't give up a lot of runs, but, you know, obviously we score a lot of runs. It makes things a lot easier and it'll produce, you know, a lot more wins, you know, from top to bottom. So I think when it comes down to just overall philosophy, it's, it's swing decisions. Uh, swinging at the right pitches and then also understanding uh, we want to do some damage when we when we attack those pitches and, and leverage or non-leverage counts um, and then understanding the, the players strengths and weaknesses and you know really really hitting homes you know on their strengths and then slowly improving their weaknesses obviously you've seen majority of the kids at the upper levels of the organization you're learning some of the lower 
level kids. But what would you say the greatest strengths are from a hitting standpoint in this organization overall? Well, I, I'm going to go to the players. So we've fortunately, I don't know what it is. I can't put my foot on it, but we seem to acquire and attract to really, really good people and players who are open to maybe making a couple changes or at least, you know, they're not so stubborn in, in listening to you know, what some of our ideas are. So I think it's amazing when I went down to the lower levels this past couple of weeks, just how open and, and how smart from a baseball IQ standpoint, our players are in the organization. And that's key. I think as players go through their development life cycle, you know, going from when they first drafted or first acquired in, in, the, in the DR from an um, international signing standpoint, that they're constantly asking really good questions. They're constantly trying to push and get better because uh, at the end, the end goal for them is to, to get to the big leagues. It's not to, you know, stay in Charleston all year. It's to continue to progress. So we need to be truth tellers and, and letting our players know what they need to do to progress through the organization. And fortunately we have really good people across the board um, from a player standpoint that are willing and able and, and are just very intelligent with their baseball IQ, you know, to, to get to the next level and to continue to work on their craft. And you probably learned this when you started with the race organization or started with Seattle in their AA affiliate. Developing a trust is really important, especially that relationship between hitter and hitting coach. How do you do that? And what's the balance between learning the player versus, okay, trying to implement some new ideas and thoughts? Yeah, I think it takes, it takes patience. It takes some time. Um, and that patience can be, you know, a little bit more for, for a higher level player that has had, you know, a little bit more time in the professional ranks. Uh, they've had more coaches throughout their career. So they're going to have a ton of information and um, they're going to be pulling information from multiple different sources. Um, so it takes time with the, the upper level players, but, you know, I think it, each player is, is different. Um, a lot of times, you know, just creating good conversations and meeting the player where they're at establishes trust, trust naturally. Um, sometimes just, you know, putting your arm around them, you know, they're having a bad day can establish trust, showing them that you're in their corner uh, all the time and, and not just, you know, pushing your own motive on the player um, can establish trust. And I think using their language when it comes to how they understand hitting will establish trust, you know, and, and you know, having, like I said earlier, empathy towards the player. A lot of these things are all components and they're all situational uh, based in terms of where that player's at at that given time. You've got a number of coaches who have coached for a while, but they've coached primarily at the collegiate level. How important is it to impart, let's say, that patience, that understanding of being in a different situation here in their first year with the race? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's huge. I think, you know, what's really cool about the group that we have coming in from a coaching standpoint is we didn't just hire those from the professional ranks. So guys from college, I'll say it, you know, it's on blue in the face. Those, those guys from college, especially at the Division One level, there's a lot of constraints to what they can do to develop their players. So they need to think out the outside the box a little bit more. Um, you got a junior college level coaches that, you know, have a ton of hitters and they don't necessarily acquire the best talent because they can't. So they truly, truly have to develop their hitters. And I think that's really, really cool for um, us as an organization to learn from those that do things a little bit differently. And we can continue to progress as a group you know, thinking outside the box, being creative, uh, being curious with how we go about, you know, putting together development plans or just organizing our, our daily schedules. Um, but for these guys coming in, I think, you know, again, we, we acquire really good players. We, we acquire really good coaches that understand 
that there is patience involved in this. Understand that, you know, the human is first and we need to get, get to know them and trust them before we can start really making some, some changes and some headway in, in some players development. So, um, but that also takes, you know, meeting with the, the staff as a group and sharing our experiences and sharing, you know, how each player, you know, maybe interact and, and the best practices to go about developing that player, you know, at each affiliate. So it's, it's extremely important, especially for these guys coming on. Um, but we, we spent a lot of time, you know, trying to develop them and having meetings and, and going over, you know, any situation that we can think of to help prepare them once the season gets rolling. Well, Kyle, we appreciate a few minutes. Best of luck in developing those relationships with the players and also the new coaches that are on staff here in the race minor league system. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Neil. That's hitting coordinator Kyle Wilson, and we appreciate his time and that of our featured guest, Carlos Colmenares, as well as Jairo De La Rosa for translating and also Alejandro Freire. Stay tuned for more podcasts just like this one, and we will chat with you soon. <laughs>